Stay safe, Hong Kong. RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The top stories. The Liberal Party urges the government to slash red tape to release land for housing. The Justice Secretary defends the mask law as the city braces for another pro- uh, another protest across the SAR. And officials in Japan say at least 11 people have been killed because of Typhoon Hagibis. The Liberal Party is calling on the government to reduce red tape so land can be released to build homes more quickly. Speaking on RTHK's Letter to Hong Kong program, party chairman Tommy Cheung said the SAR desperately needed more housing, but complicated procedures involving multiple departments made building flats more difficult. Mr. Cheung said it's time for the Kerry Lam administration to speed the process up. I would like to point out that to build housing in Hong Kong has always been severely deferred by opposition from local community as well as this complicated procedures involving numbers of bureaus and departments. A housing project would take up over 10 or even 20 years to complete all necessary procedures. The Liberal Party believed that there should be a complete overhaul of these red tapes and bureaucracies among bureaus and departments to expedite the pace of approval, change of land use and housing development. Justice Secretary Theresa Zhang says the anti-mask law has had what she called an extremely limited effect on people's rights. She said that's because people can still wear masks during their daily lives. Writing in her blog, Ms. Zhang said police can ask people to take off their masks in public and after checking, they can always put them back on. Her comments come as professional law, lawyer and journalist groups have complained that the law has a chilling effect on participants in legal rallies and affects their jobs. Hong Kong is preparing for another day of protests following a relatively subdued day yesterday. Calls have circulated online for people to take action in all 18 districts of the SAR today. Yesterday saw several hundred people march in Kowloon, while in the evening people gathered at Sha Tin's Newtown Plaza wearing a variety of face coverings for a mask party in protest of the government's emergency ban on masks at protests. The Society for Community Organization has demanded the government set up an independent inquiry into recent policing during protests as one of 10 items on the group's wish list to the chief executive ahead of her policy address on Wednesday. Other demands include universal suffrage, more housing supply and a buyback of the MTR Corporation. Its community organizer, Ng Wai Tong, explained why the group, which focuses on helping poor families, would include political issues on its wish list. Her policy just should not only respond to those uh, grassroots issues, but also should uh, focus on the human rights issues. Like we found that uh, for the past several months, the public mainly concerned about the anti-extradition issue. So we expect the government should respond uh, politically to this public concern. Officials in Japan say at least 11 people have been killed as a result of Typhoon Hagibis that roared roared across the country, the country bringing unprecedented rains. They said some died in landslides and others were swept away by flood water in their cars. Japan's military are scrambling to rescue people trapped by flooding from Hagibis. Serious flooding was reported in central Japan's Nagano, where a burst levee flooded residential neighborhoods up to the second floor. Kurds under attack from Turkey and northern Syria say they'll no longer prioritize guarding detainees belonging to the Islamic State group if the offensive continues. 
Areas in northeastern Syria under SDF control have come under heavy bombardment from Turkey since it's launched its offensive on Wednesday. The BBC's David Bamford reports. The Kurdish-led force says that it is redeploying everybody it can to protect towns and villages from the Turkish military. The SDF have thousands of jihadist prisoners in their charge, but priorities have now changed. In another development, a Syrian observer group says that a Kurdish politician and women's rights activist was among nine civilians killed in northern Syria on Saturday. Hervin Kalaf, the secretary-general of the future Syria party, was reportedly shot dead after her car was ambushed. The SDF says that Turkish-backed fighters executed her. France has suspended all weapons exports to its NATO ally in Turkey in response to the, to the offensive a statement from the Foreign and Defense Ministries said the measure would begin immediately and would apply to any weapons that could be used in the operation. Germany earlier announced that it was reducing its arms sales to Ankara. A coordinated EU response is expected after a meeting on Monday of the bloc's foreign ministers. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. California has become the first U.S. state to ban the manufacture and sale of animal fur, Residents will no longer be able to sell or make clothing, shoes or handbags out of fur from 2023. The move has been celebrated by animal rights groups who have been calling for a ban for some time. California's Governor Gavin Newsom also signed a bill banning most animals from circus shows. Those found breaking the law could face a fine of 500 U.S. dollars. An American woman at the center of a row over a diplomatic immunity after leaving the UK following a fatal collision has said she wants to meet the victim's parents. The 19-year-old on a motorbike was killed in the crash. The BBC's Helena Leake reports. Anne Sekulas is suspected of driving the vehicle which was involved in the crash which killed Harry Dunn. The 42-year-old later left the UK under diplomatic immunity and returned to America. Police had said CCTV of the accident showed the Volvo was travelling on the wrong side of the road. In a statement issued through her lawyer, Mrs Sekula said she was devastated by the tragic accident. She said she had spoken to the police the day after the crash and would continue to cooperate with the investigation. A Victorian Anglican priest, John Henry Newman, who converted to Roman Catholicism and later became a cardinal, is being declared a saint by Pope Francis today. The BBC's Bernadette Keogh reports. John Henry Newman was an Oxford intellectual and famous theologian and writer. A leading light of the Anglican Church, his controversial decision to become Catholic pitted him against his peers and even family members in a post-Reformation England that viewed Rome with suspicion. That's why Prince Charles's presence at the Vatican today is so significant. Writing on the eve of the canonisation, he said Newman's leadership had brought Catholics fully into wider society and he described him as a great Briton. Sport, football, Italy have become the second team to book their place in Euro 2020 courtesy of a 2-0 victory over Greece in Rome. They'll join Belgium in next summer's competition and will play all of their group matches at home as one of the 12 host nations for the tournament. Spain will have to wait for qualification. However, after a last-minute penalty from Josh King, secured a draw for Norway in their game in Oslo. Spain's Sergio Ramos made his 168th appearance for his country in that game, a new national record. In other results, Georgia and Ireland drew nil-all in Group D and Denmark beat Switzerland 1-0. Sweden thrashed Malta 4-0 and Romania pummeled the Faroe Islands 3-0.
Bosnia-Herzegovina beat Finland 4-1, while Liechtenstein and Armenia drew one all. In the Rugby World Cup, the match between the hosts, Japan and Scotland, will go ahead this evening at quarter to seven Hong Kong time. Organisers had earlier planned to call it off, but Scotland had threatened legal action if they weren't allowed to play the game, which they need to win if they have any hope of advancing. Meanwhile, Ireland have secured a place in the quarterfinals with a 47-5 victory over Samoa. Johnny Sexton scored two tries as the Irish took the bonus point victory. Their head coach, Joe Schmidt, was pleased with his team's display. I really like the start again. It was disappointing probably to concede the try that we did, but we were tactically uh, relatively solid once we lost Bundy because it, it would have been very hard to play with a huge amount of width. And um, you know, in the second half, it probably wasn't great to watch, but it was, uh, it was comforting to know that we were in the right part of the pitch with, uh, with a man down that's inevitably probably the strong suit that you're going to play to. Wales will play Uruguay at quarter past four, and in just over half an hour, the USA play Tonga. But organisers have called off the game between Namibia and Canada. That's three games that have been called off in the event, the first time in his 32-year history. Sebastian Vettel in a Ferrari has taken pole position for the Japanese Grand Prix ahead of teammate Charles Leclerc. The German clocked an epic lap of 1 minute 27.064 seconds in gusty winds at Suzuka after qualifying was postponed by one day because of Typhoon Hagibis. The Mercedes pair of Valtteri Bottas and championship leader Lewis Hamilton could only manage third and fourth respectively. Golf Lanto Griffin freewheeled his way to a 7 under par 65 to seize a one-shot lead in the Houston Open as he chases his first US PGA Tour title. To end the news, our top stories once again. The Liberal Party urges the government to slash red tape to release land for housing. The Justice Secretary defends the masked law as the city braces for another protest across the SAR. And officials in Japan say at least 11 people have been killed because of Typhoon Hagibis. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 Ladies and gentlemen. This is a journey by a journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value, and a new experience. 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 Experience.